Lieutenant Joan Chicago let the horned rhinoceros beetles she'd just recaptured jump free of her hands, perversely glad to get their tickly tiny legs off her bare skin, even though she'd just have to round them up again. She watched the green-jeweled insects bounce harmlessly off the white wash basin and drop to her feet as she paused at her task. With irritation, she brushed her two long brown bangs out of her eyes. Her own body odor rose up to make her wrinkle her nose. But that wasn't what had disturbed her. All the normal sounds usually reaching the lower decks of the USS Goodall during routine subspace flight had just been cut off, as if someone at the controls suddenly wanted her and her crew isolated. No loudly arguing male voices, no deliberately mishandled supplies tumbling down the corridor. No, nothing. She felt all the blood leave her head in sudden fear, but decided to finish the job, even if it was a mistake. Her record of stubbornly continuing to work in the face of catastrophe had once cost her the promotion she wanted, but she needed the time to think. There was a lot more at stake than officer rank with this. The ship had never been so quiet. She could hear her heart beating. She batted at her bangs one last time before steadying herself on the cabinet. One of the beetles crawled from the basin and walked across her hand as if she was part of the terrain. Chicago flicked it off. She should have worn gloves, but was tired to death of gloves by now. Worried, she pushed herself away, still expecting the lab furniture to budge and skid with her weight. On the good all, all the cabinets, shelving, and cages were bolted to the floor, or to the walls, or to something else that was bolted down. The USS Goodall wasn't a new interstellar ship. Sometimes artificial gravity went bonkers. The previous crew had evidently done everything they could to minimize damage if that happened. She'd only experienced it once so far. Every night when she prayed, she expressed her gratitude to those who'd served the good all before her and had secured all the equipment. She wasn't so pleased with them about the paint job. Uniform swaths of gunmetal gray paint covered her department's walls, which still galled her. But it was better than the putrid olive green of the original decor. Gray had been the best she could do. Chicago had taken a lot of ribbing from her crew, some of them accusing her of an overly naive nostalgia for 20th-century Old Earth submarine lore. After looking it up on the entertainment computer, she pretended to agree with them. However, she'd never heard of submarines before. Her heart pounded much too fast for this to be nothing, her body recognizing danger before her head did, but Chicago went back to work. She soon scooped the last of the escaped rhinoceros beetles into the terrarium she just cleaned and replanted with alien ferns. The ferns cut into her hands, drawing blood. The beetles hissed, the males clicking their horns at the females. Chicago hoped the insects appreciated the minuscule blood splatter because now she couldn't take the time to clean it up. She sucked the blood off the back of her hands. Chicago was the only crew member in this section close enough to the door panel to be able to hear anything. Though she was also the youngest at age 22, she outranked everyone else. It was up to her to investigate. She surveyed the isolation room for more of the beetles before deciding she had them all. She wasn't going to drop down on hands and knees again, searching the shadows. Not with something unnerving going on outside in the corridor. The terrarium habitat section had the only muted lighting in this part of the ship. Everywhere else, the LED lamps exposed everyone and everything to intense scrutiny. Chicago had gotten to the point where the shadows in here gave her the creeps. She liked the bright light. But if you needed somewhere to hide, this was the place. 
desks to crawl under, storage closets to hole up in, shelving to screen you from sight, and low lighting. Shikage dropped the containment shield in place over the top of the terrarium and turned her good ear towards the hallway. It was time she acted. Fingering the communications palm set at her belt, she itched to rub the transmit button and find out what was going on. Some premonition stopped her. She rubbed her hands on her uniform slacks, unmindful of the stains she left. Her cuts had started bleeding again. Ever since she'd been assigned down here and away from her superior officers, she'd expected something. Now that she had the beetles in check, she stopped pretending to be in control. Was this the mutiny all the officers had been dreading? Chicago began trembling so violently that she stuck both hands under her armpits so no one would suspect her fear. It left blood stains on her uniform shirt and a stink on her palms. Grimly, she looked all around her. There was no one to see and no one to complain about her bathing habits either. None of the rest of her crew had come forward. To Chicago, that meant something gone horribly wrong.